Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to concentrate and talk a bit, a little bit about, I suppose, the the importance, the, the historical importance of photos. So the world's kind of, I suppose, witnessing at the moment with the death of the Queen that, you know, there's a lot of media stuff now, so there's a lot of people, there's a lot of photographs being, I suppose, shown around about um, the life of the Queen and that type of stuff. And one of the one of the things I wanted to kind of touch on is is the significance of those photographs, and some of them are very significant. And, and to think about the photographer who took the last photograph of the Queen alive, uh, the royal photographer uh, Jane Barlow was there to photograph the interaction or meeting with the new Prime Minister of the of the UK with the Queen, and snapped that photograph, not realizing that was going to be the last kind of photograph taken before she passed away and and regardless what you know people have different opinions about the royal family and that type of stuff but this is really about I suppose the importance thinking about the importance of photographs and not so much the the subjects because the subjects can be kind of you know different people have different opinions but like I said I just in this episode I just wanted to explore the idea about that feeling for that photographer about how they're being photographer who took the last photograph of someone who is pretty much known to most people in the world which is it's a double-edged sword it's kind of bittersweet the fact that you've you've got this milestone event that you've recorded and then also at the same time means that the demise of that person that person no longer exists so um, but I think it's you know like as photographers we document and take photos of lots of different things and sometimes we don't know what's going to happen next. So when you, you know, immediately after you've just taken a picture of somebody, you really don't know what the next thing is going to happen. No one knows the future. No one can foresee the future. No one can see. And I think that's what's so important with photography is to to document the stuff around you. The stuff that's important to you is to take photographs and the people who are important to you, you know, to capture and record those images and capture and record those events um, because as we see, like, as they're dragging out of the archives, all these amazing photographs that have been taken over the 70-year reign of the, the Queen of England, and well, she's Queen of the Commonwealth. It's interesting to see, like I said, so much. I mean, her life was so well documented. There's so much photographic material d- depicting her day-to-day life from her you know, royal duties, like the official duties that she did, but there's also images emerging from her private life and so I think she'd have to be kind of one of the most documented lives in photography in the world I don't know if there'd be another person on the planet who has been followed with a camera and has been um, had so many photographs taken at so many different points in their lives I mean she's did some um, crazy number of royal engagements where she went to different things uh, as in an official duty and obviously every time there was an oral event like that there'd be a number of photographers you know capturing that um, from every different angle 
So I think it's like I said, as a as a photographer, I think that's one of the things that um, always fascinated me is that we've got the ability, like I said, to be able to capture images that can live on well past ourselves. So her images will live on now basically forever. I'm sure every time there's a there's an anniversary of her passing or, or some other anniversary of one of the other events in her life that, you know, photographs will come come out and, and be kind of shared around. So it's, like I said, it's just such a, I suppose photography is just such an important thing when it comes to preserving history. I mean, I think, and with all the changes and things that are happening in photography at the moment, you know, there's people, you know, with the advent of camera phones thinking that photography is somehow being lessened by the fact that so many more people are taking more photographs. And, but there's, I suppose there's really, there's two types of photographs. There's, there's photographs that don't have a lot of value as far as historic or, or um, sentiment or other reasons. But then some photographs have tremendous currency in the fact that they've documented a point in time that can never happen again. So it's that one little brief moment, that one twenty-fifth of a second or whatever it is, that is never going to be recreated, never going to be seen again. And it, that's what I think makes photography so unique, that we've got this ability to be able to basically take a slice at a time and freeze that moment. And it's just a that single capture that's in front of the camera at that particular point being recorded forever. And I think now, like I said, you know, with more people taking photographs, yes, there's going to be a lot more, potentially a lot more historical stuff in the future. I mean, like a lot of people growing up don't have a lot of, um, especially if, you know, people, someone who grew up maybe in the in the 30s or 40s, there wasn't a lot of photographs taken because it was an expensive thing. It was sometimes, you know, technically challenging to get photographs that the, the film speeds sometimes were very, very slow. So the you know, subjects had to stay extremely still and photographer had to, um, you know, make sure the camera was stable on a tripod. So it made it, I suppose, a bit more challenging um, for people to get photographs back then. So that's why we don't see, you know, a lot of people with the, don't see a lot of pictures of the grandparents and things like that because, you know, on special occasions like their wedding, there might be some photos. But again, it's generally, sometimes it's just a handful of photos. Like today, you know, at a wedding, there's potentially hundreds of images created that will go on and live on and be preserved to be, you know, in, in the family's archives, in the family photo albums to live on, you know, forever and ever. So I think it's, like I said, it's it's a interesting point in time where we are with technology. You know, there's been a lot of talk about things that are happening with um, photography and particularly things like with artificial intelligence and things like text-to-image um, software where basically someone can, you know, basically type in a sentence and and then have the AI software create an image that fits that sentence. But I mean, real things that have happened, they you are know, those real moments, those real historic moments. Things like you know that last photograph of the Queen interacting and shaking hands with the new Prime Minister. You know that's that's again, it's such a historical event. I think the that that image is just going to be such a strong image that we're going to see time and time again as being the kind of the last image and so so it's a yeah and it's a really strong image as well so and I think this is the thing as photographers we've got this a tremendous ability to be able to document 
And sometimes things maybe that we don't think that need documenting, but sometimes it's actually, um, I think it's interesting sometimes just to document the stuff around you um, because things disappear and things change. You know, once upon a time, I think about, you know, when I was a kid, you know, in the morning, you know, one of your jobs was to go to the, out to the front door, by the front door, there'd be, a, you know, a couple of bottles of milk because the milkman would come early hours of the morning, deliver, you know, you'd put out your empty bottles, you'd want three bottles of milk that day, so they'd put three bottles of milk, you'd leave three empties and, you know, be replaced with three, four bottles when you got up and you brought that in, put it in the fridge and that was used on your, your cereal for breakfast and your cup of tea or coffee or whatever you're making, so, but those milk bottles, you know, the pretty mundane thing. There was hundreds and hundreds of milk bottles, and I just still remember, you know, there was there were some square ones that back in the day when it was before Australia went kind of metric. They were they were like pint or quart bottles. There was a couple of different sizes, and there was even smaller ones, um, like a third of a pint. And these these bottles, like, they're pretty cool. But you know, who would think to take a photograph of them? And they're pretty much impossible to find these days because they were just such a common item that they didn't they didn't attract a, a value like they didn't actually have most people probably thought oh there's thousands of them millions of them why why would i want to document those and i think this is what happens sometimes we can kind of get a little bit store blind where we're not and the, the term store blind is typically referring to things that are happening around you that you're not really they're there but you just don't see them you walk past them every day and you know, sometimes, you know, you'll have a situation where, you know, there's a crack in the ceiling and um, you may not notice it and you'll walk past it every day and you'll not notice this crack in your ceiling and the plaster's cracked away and then someone will come in and go, hey, you've got a crack in your ceiling. Did you know that? And you look up and you go, oh, when would that happen? So, you know, typically that that's referred to as store blind. You know, you just, something every day you see but you just kind of, don't hold a value for it or you don't for whatever reason it doesn't it doesn't you don't connect or you don't relate to it and I think that happens with a lot of things in life there's a lot of stuff around us that that is not here forever and will disappear at different points in time and and I think what we're seeing you know with the world at the moment we're actually seeing demise of things much quicker as I was growing up yes there was change and the change was was subtle like as things were changing, there was subtle. So there was a lot of, I suppose, lead-in time and something new came out and the old thing was getting phased out. But now it's almost like overnight something new comes in and everyone just drops the old thing and just rushes to, to get the new the new thing. So the old thing basically gets discarded, gets thrown away or, or whatever or pushed to the back of the cupboard and forgotten about and eventually, you know, it goes out um, when someone's having a clean out, you know, they turf this stuff out. And years and years later, when people start thinking about those items and they go searching for pictures of them, quite often there aren't pictures of them because there were things that were considered at the time not to be just mundane, very common, have no value as far as something to photograph. And I think back in the day too, I mean, there was a couple of reasons for it that photography was expensive. Like every time you press the shutter, that was cost you something to do that because... You had to process the film. You had to, you know, print the print, and you had to pay for those things. So, some of that, some of that was probably because that that cost involved. But I think these days now with digital photography, we've got the ability now to be able to capture everything around us really cheaply. So, like all the different items, 
around us in, in at home and at work and those types of things can easily be photographed uh, and preserved for the future. Like So people, generations to come, can go back and look at, say, how this used to be done or, or how this was delivered or some other item that you might have had that was common that people used and now it's completely disappeared and maybe you know, there's typically always a an example of these things sitting in a museum. But sometimes, like I said, it's just nice to think to have some type of archive of things that were once important and once a part of everyone's lives. And from a photography point of view, each of those items have a story to tell. So, I mean, and that's one of the greatest, I suppose, things about photography is that as a photographer, you've got the ability to tell stories and stories can be told by the objects that are in the stories and the people that are in the, you know, with those objects and the people that are using those objects all feed into the storyline and uh, what that what that meant at that particular time. And I think this is the thing that sometimes when we take a camera out, we're always looking for that really interesting, really cool thing to happen. Like I said, we're kind of scanning, well, we'll find something really interesting. And sometimes we walk past a whole bunch of subjects that we just don't seem to um, think are important enough to stop and take a photo. So what I'm going to, you know, it, the idea, I suppose, of this podcast and this particular subject of this podcast is get you thinking about looking at those things around you that at the moment may not be so important. Um, they're just things that are happening in your life or things that you're using in your life to, to document some of those things, to take some photos of them just for to preserve the, the memory but also preserve you know, how that was used and, and that type of stuff. And it may be that, that they won't have a value for a long time because it'll wait, you know, at some point, like at the moment, like I said, the the, the archive footage and of, of images that have been coming flooding out since the Queen has passed away has been quite phenomenal. So in that archive footage, we're actually seeing how people lived back then, how they dressed back then. Quite often, you know, there's, there's indications of the food, um, definitely the fashion, the fashion's a... The fashion is the big one that everyone kind of sees straight away and they look at the the way people are dressed and the way people are behaving, those types of things. But also the the types of cars that people drove, the buildings around it, the signage. And and that always fascinates me when we look back at these old archive pictures, just the advertising um, signage and and how it was and the slogans and the different approaches to, I suppose, advertising stuff and how it's changed today. And all these things, like I said, I find it fascinating. I mean, if you if you like history, then this will probably you'll probably think, yeah, this is it's cool to have those things. And like I said, it's just something to think about. And quite often on on focus, we've talked about passion projects and personal projects and those types of things. And sometimes people are still looking for what what to do, like what they can do as a personal project or a passion project. Even to think about maybe looking around all the common items around you on a day-to-day basis of actually documenting and photographing them, taking them aside, maybe maybe setting them on a, you know, on a background or something and just photographing those items or, or photograph someone using one of those items, you know. You know, back in the day, I remember, you know, the old um, Sunbeam Mixmaster, you know, um, the kind of big robust thing you needed they were pretty difficult. To, I mean, as a kid, I can remember trying to get it out of the cupboard for your mother to put it on the bench and you struggled to get this thing up onto the bench because it was kind of made out of cast metal and solid as and heavy and that type of stuff. 
Um, and always I can just remember the those things of of when they ran, they had this you know particular smell because the, the particular motors that they used in the day when they spun, they actually gave off this scent um, of um, from the arcing from the from the ozone that's created around the brushes on the armature. You can yeah you know, remember that smell. I can remember the noise. Remember these big heavy things, all those type of things, and yet I don't have any photographs of those items. They're well and truly gone, lost. Um, very occasionally, you come across them in a, you know, one of those op shops or secondhand shops. You see an old mix master or something like that, and you kind of, oh, I remember that. We used to have something similar. And like I said, but you didn't think to stop to take photos at any point in time to document that. And like I said, now we've got the opportunity because we have the means to be able to do it in a very cost-effective way. We don't have to you know, spend money to, to take your camera out these days and take a few photos. It's just a bit of time. And I think it's, you know, like I said, it's important to document the past, to have this, I suppose, to have a, a catalogue of, of images of things from your life. And I think like for future generations in your family, it's something that you could leave them that they could look back on you know, in 50 years or, or so from now and, and look at how you might have lived and the car you drove, maybe it's the tools you had in your shed, maybe it's the items you've got in your kitchen, all those different types of things that maybe even the types of cameras that you use. You know, there's a lot of people still now still very much involved in shooting analogue photography and using, you know, shooting on film. And again, great to be able to document some of that stuff and and, and have a record of it to say that even people back in back in when they had all of this digital technology they still they still used film cameras and they still use this analog technology and there's always that comfort I think sometimes people like that it, it takes some people back to a simpler life I think when things were were simpler so that's some of the I suppose I think some of the hook that gets people involved and in, you know looking at things from the past I mean there's lots of people who live in that kind of they love that 1950s pin-up rock and roll type lifestyle so you see there's a lot of festivals around that type of stuff and a lot of people dress in that kind of period dress as well and they kind of live you know want to live their life back in the 50s if you think about the you know the the milk bars and the diners and like i said the rock and roll and that type of stuff and the cars that went with all that type of stuff so yeah it's really cool so look in this episode i've been talking about the importance of photos and the importance of i suppose historical photos or creating images that could be used to be historic could that could be historical photos in the future they might you know at the moment they're just kind of pictures of everyday items around your house so they're not not too historical but like i said in 50 years from now they could become quite i suppose of interest to people who are studying how people live back in the you know, 2022, what people were doing, what they were using in their home, how they were decorate, how they were decorating, you know, how they were cooking, how they were, you know, making things, how they were working. Again, workplaces has changed so much. You know, I can remember my first workplace when I first, you know, left school and I went to work. There was lots of things in there that were, you know, you saw for the first time there were machines that could do things and they were big and clunky and and kind of um, typically they in a lot of workplaces, your machines, you know, they'd buy them there and they'd have them there for 30 years. They wouldn't replace stuff. So some of it was really, really old and really sometimes difficult to use and not usually that accurate. But 
all that type of stuff's gone now. It's been all replaced by you know all the new you know the new technology, but that new technology is going to be replaced by something in the future. So it's not going to be around forever. So who knows what the next crop of I suppose things that people will have in their workplaces and what types of things they'll have in their kitchen or in their homes or the, or even like we're starting to see now with cars. You know, electric cars are really starting to come in a bit a bit more now. We're starting to see that and. You know, the design of them and the functionality is different to um, petrol cars. And think about this, that, you know, in the future, like we, we drive past service stations every day um, in the States, you know, they call them gas stations, but in Australia we call them service stations where you buy the petrol to put in your car. To think about that, that's going to be, and it's not going to be, I think, that far into the future, that's going to change. That landscape's going to change as more and more people have electric cars and they're not needing to go and stop and put fuel in their cars. That that the number of these service stations will will actually decrease. I think that's what will happen. We'll start to see a change, and and to what how they're replaced with you know with you know some type of charging station where people can drive in and they can get a coffee and plug the car in and charge or whatever it is and grab some snacks or whatever, but it's going to definitely be different to how it is now. So sometimes just, you know, having pictures of how things how things are today, and like I said, I think it would make a really cool um, passion project to basically document how you live a day, like a life. Think about this. If you did a, a passion project about photographing a week in your life, so, you know, where you photograph each thing that you did, you know, it might be like going to the supermarket, it might be, filling the car with with gas. It might be working in your workplace. Uh, it could be in the kitchen cooking. Um, it could be a number of different things where there is some really cool stories to tell that could be told through photographs, through photography. And you have the means as a photographer, like I said, these days to capture that and to be able to play with it and, and capture in a few different ways. And things about it is sometimes as a photographer you experiment you know, of different different angles and and shooting from different positions to give you, you know, sometimes it might be like you've got a tripod that you can set up. Um, some tripods have an arm that can come out, so you can set the camera up to do like a bird's eye view looking down. So if you were kind of shooting and you're preparing something on the bench, you know, you could set the camera up so you're getting a kind of a bird's eye view of what you're preparing and what what you're using at the, you know, at the time, the, the, the different um, utensils and different things that you might be using. And I think that's just interesting to have some of these photos and then tuck them away. And these days, like I said, it's easy enough to store them away on flash drives and cloud um, storage. And also these days, like I said, it's quite easy to, and I have you know talked about this before, like these days you can go to your local kind of office supply place and quite often they have the, you know, the self-print, where you can do like a, where you can do your four by six um, prints. Sometimes they're like only ten cents, they're quite cheap. So you could actually do, you know, photographs, you know, print some of those items and do a little album, and and the album would be themed. You know, it could be themed around stuff you do at home. It could be themed around stuff you do at work, but it would tell that story. So think about what photographs you might include in there to tell the story. So sometimes you need, you know, with video, you, there's a thing called B roll and. B-roll kind of fills in the gap sometimes when you're doing, you know, when on different things. So you get your main you know, stuff that is your main focus stuff, but then there's kind of filler bits that fill in. So sometimes, you you know, f- photography can do the same where 
sometimes there's lead-in photos that kind of lead people to a particular point so they can uh, they can see the story about something that you're doing so it might be you know where you're unpacking something and then you get to the point where then you start doing something with it but the unpacking is a part of the story it's a part of that process you know you see these time that's why i think it's interesting that people like watching unboxing videos on youtube where someone buys some something new and they you know for the first time they they unbox it so they film the whole process so people can see you know the new phone coming out and all the bits and pieces that come with it and that type of stuff and i think people are generally interested in seeing that thing they're just seeing something different about your life and yeah so so like i said in this episode just want to get people thinking about the power of photographs the importance of photographs historically and how they'll be used in the future and like i said when you know when all this um all these photographs were done during the reign of um, the Queen. You know, there's a lot of photographs been taken in the 70 years that she's been Queen. And I think, you know, a lot of those photographers will um, probably have passed on by now. And some of them wouldn't have any idea how the images would be used in the future. And they'll probably be very pleased to know that their work back from there is actually being seen by new sets of eyes, um, that people are seeing those images. Sometimes those images, people are seeing them uh, you know, the generations are seeing them for the very first time. And I think that's the really cool thing about photography, that you do have this legacy where you can, as a photographer, have your work live on. And again, it's just a matter of, like I said, going out there and creating stuff that's interesting, telling stories with those photos. I mean, I'm not talking about just going out randomly taking shots of just random stuff. Try and have that, that it does tell a story. So it, it is about a particular... It is about a particular event or a particular thing. And it could even be like, you know, the process you use, you know, to when you set out to take photos these days, like, I mean, what you do, the, the prep work that you do, you're charging your batteries, you know, you might be formatting your um, memory cards, you might be cleaning out your camera bag, you might be cleaning your lenses on your camera. Some of these things would make a cool photo story and, and and I suppose that's a good way to say it, you know, talk about it, think about it as a photo story. So it's basically telling the story about what it is that you're doing. And then obviously that's something that can be kept forever and ever. Anyway, hopefully this has got you thinking a little bit different about photographs and a little bit different about um, the importance of photographs in the future and how maybe maybe it's our role as photographers to make sure that the you know, future generations have a really good insight to what, life was like in 2022 like you know how people lived and what they did um, and if we can do something to preserve some of those memories like I said it may not the may not be that we live to see um, the benefits of those photos or how those photos are enjoyed but definitely be cool to, to, to know that in the future that some of your work may be may be seen by a whole new audience and I'm sure like I said with the people who have been documenting the Queen and her life um, there's a whole lot of that work being done and, and, and for photographers like, you know, Jane Barlow who just took that last photo, you know, so that photo is going to have, you know, it's going to be a, one of those really, you know, there's key, there's key photos that happen throughout the world at different times and different conflicts and different things as photos that are taken that are, that are kind of the pivotal photo that people come back to and, and see. And I think this one, again, it's going to be a, a photo which will be shown over and over again and will be quite well known to people. 
you haven't already seen that photo, I'm sure at some point, you know, you will see that photo of the um, of the Queen. But again, just this podcast, I just thought it might be good timing just to talk about these things and kind of flush out a few ideas. As always, enjoy your photography, have fun, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. See you. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment. And don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone. Thank you.